Hey folks, welcome back to Not To Interrupt. I'm Jared. <laughs> and I'm Leah. Yeah. Alright, for another slightly late episode of Not To Interrupt, I'd say, we are coming at you through Discord and through a virtual means as usual, so there might be some lag, there might be a little bit of echoing. There was definitely a little bit of echoing on last episode after I edited it, so I apologise for that. We're not tech heads, so... We're not tech geniuses, there is a learning curve. so... <laughs> no, not really. Like, I have a vague background in audio shit, but certainly not doing shit over, like, remote. Over remotely. the internet. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so we're still my, in the middle um... of the uh, coronary goodness, so we're, we're still trying to be kind of safe. Um, although in Australia, we are winding that down at the moment. To give you some context... Because it feels like you need to give context these days. We are coming at you from the very end of May in 2020. So I feel like that's important right now because... Just in case like someone decides that they're watching or listening to this in like a year's time. And they're like, what's going on? Yeah, when like the human race burns itself out, like, I don't know, next year sometime. And the aliens show up and it's just a burnt (laughs) husk and they find just our podcast. I'll give them some... That's all that's left. Our podcasts on a usb stick in the rubble yep that's it they just find that it's, it's pristine and they're like oh well great and somehow they're able to you know plug that into their alien devices because you know that's just good filmmaking yeah that's bastical alien technology what are you sipping at there leah you got a tea or what's going on what are you i have i have coffee um Ooh. one of those cappuccino sachet things Oh, yep, okay. In there with uh, vanilla extract, which is saving my life right now. (laughs) Yeah, I went and bought some dark hot chocolate mix, and then I stupidly forgot that I didn't have any, like, oat milk or anything in my house, so I can't fucking drink it, which is infuriating. (laughs) Stupid. So I sent someone out to get some, so hopefully we get that. What the... Did you hear that noise just then? No. Okay. It's like a loud beeping noise on my end. That's fine. I'll cut that out. All right, so what are we going to talk about today, Leah? You had a topic you wanted to get right into. Yes. Um, I want to talk about friendships in light of like what's going on and we're sort of here in Australia coming out of like isolation and some of the laws are relaxing now. So we can actually like we're all allowed to see our friends now pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And on Friday, I think it was, yeah, Friday, I went and hung out with my two best friends that I haven't seen in like three or four months. And we just sort of got dinner and just, just hung out. And I, I, at the end of the night, like my face was hurting because I was like smiling and laughing so much. And I'm like... I kind of forgot, like, how good this was and how much I need yeah. that in my life, like, as a constant. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel that. It just it just hit me on another level, and I'm like, holy shit, like, this is the good kush. <laughs> Having <laughs> friends is great. Yeah, yeah, this is the stuff that life is made out of. Yeah, it's... I think it's really hard at the moment. I don't know. It depends where you are in your life, probably, but I feel like you and me are at similar places where... It's really hard with all this corona, COVID, and all these other things that have co- popped up recently. Um, if you're not getting that little dose of like oxytocin and endorphins, and you're not hanging out with friends and getting that good stuff, 
I think it's really hard to remember what life was about. If yeah. You know, like that sounds almost <laughs> suicidal. I don't mean it that way. I don't mean it in that dramatic of a way, but it's like you forget. It almost like the grind gets to you. Like you forget what the point of being alive is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I fully get what you're saying. It's not great. Um, or oh, it is great, I suppose. It's great that we can do it now a little bit and it's great that we have the appreciation yeah. for it. I guess it's just, it's been like a reminder of like how important it is to spend time in your friendships and really invest in those people that you care about. And it's also really important to tell your friends that you love them. Yes. It's great to like always be giving people like words of encouragement and saying like I'm proud of you and you're good enough and all of that kind of shit and then just getting that in return is like damn it's just it's yeah. good it's really helped me like get through all of this shit I think like being on my own and not being able to see my friends still having them you know encourage me from behind the scenes and not in person is it's good it's hard to, I think, if you're not a person who takes really naturally to to asking for help or to, like, seeking out reassurance, and I personally know I'm shitty at that. Yeah, it's same. It's hard then. Yeah, you're right. I, I think I think that's part of, I think that goes with the personality slash psychological makeups that both you and me have, where we just, we're not good at reaching out. And I think because of that, if you're not getting that regular human contact, you can't naturally kind of get it which means you're either forced to reach out or you end up just very isolated. Like I've been going out of my way to message a few friends about different things that have been going on with me psychologically. And it's been really unnatural and awkward and weird for me. Like not from their point of view, but for me, it's been like, I don't, it just, it feels weird because like you, you feel like you're asking for attention and like for someone to be like, Oh my God, are you okay? It's like, no, I just, I just want to talk about some shit because I want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I need to process this um, and I don't know how, especially as like a like someone who was raised like, you know, with that whole male mentality. I, I think it's really hard to reach out. I think you're taught that reaching out is, is like illegal seeking. or it's like, yeah. like seen as a sign of weakness and it's, it's literally yeah. not. Well, no, I think it's actually the best way to combat weakness. Uh, to to very quickly expand on something you said before, the, you know, make sure you, I think you said, make sure you tell your friends you love them. Um, That's a little public service announcement of the day. I Honestly, guys, show affection to your friends and accept affection to your friends, especially if you are like, I mean, either or, but if you're a, a, a man or you identify as a man, or even if you just were brought up, um, you're brought up as a male, um, I think it's really important to actively be doing that. I think it's very important to actively accept affection from people and accept, like, sorry, someone's just, give me 10 seconds. Okay, um, what was I saying? Yeah, like, I think it's important that you do accept that help and ask for help and, you know, show affection and accept affection. A lot of men out there, and I think we talked about this before, or again, people who were raised as as male, um, they have the habit of only getting their affection from 
either a female one female friend or the woman they're sleeping with. Yeah. Whether that be their wife like or only like or exclusively like a relationship and it's it's important yeah. to have that kind of love and affection from just platonic relationships. Hundred percent. Whether they're male or female, I'm not necessarily gonna have to be male if you're male yeah. identifying, I don't have to be male. In but fact it's like, probably more yeah. important that it's people that are the opposite gender. Sometimes, For me, I think anyway, so. I mean, because yeah. I'm yeah. straight, so that's just how I see it. Like, I've always sort of felt like it was like weird um, to be like that because it's like, oh, I don't want to come off like I like this person or whatever. But yeah. I've yeah, just yeah. recently like realized having a really close male friend that's literally like just a platonic friendship. Yeah, that that kind of affection is like just normal like it just it just feels normal as long as both parties are very much on the same page yeah they have to both people have to sort of agree that that's the that that's what it is um but when you've established that it's like wow this is actually really great because there's no there's no pressure of anything else going on it's just two friends hanging out yeah yeah just chilling and having a good time i think it is i mean I don't want to go too far into like a bunch of hippy dippy stuff that people aren't interested in, but I do think that a lot of it comes down to the kind of place you're at at the time and the energy of you as well. I do think people both have masculine and feminine like like sides. So I do think like I've met people who are they identify as male and they're male and have all the male bits, but they have very feminine like ways. If you know what I mean, they're very feminine, and for them, they find they resonate more with female friends. So they yeah. they need that female input probably a little more of a male input. I do think that you still need men, a bit of both. But yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, I do. I think I think everybody needs both input, but I think especially people who are either identify as male, um, whether whether it be gay, straight, or otherwise, I think are taught pretty heavily that they can't be affectionate with other men, and I think that's a problem because I think yes, especially if you are a straight man and you're dealing with relationship problems, the last thing you should be doing is just getting female input because unless um, I suppose maybe like if it's a woman who dates women, it might be a little bit more on the ball. But if you talk to a woman who's never dated a woman before, you're not going to get that insight into what it's actually like. In the same way that I think there's a lot of probably misogynistic men who never get female input. So they're only hearing like yeah. men going, yeah, fucking women are crazy, dude. Like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. only getting that. <laughs> male point of view of women which is a terrible idea i think it's also important that you're not just like i remember when i was very young and i have a lot of female friends and when i was like oh i don't know what age it was but i remember going through a relationship trouble and just talking to female friends about it and the advice they gave wasn't good advice like they thought it was because they were they they were telling me what they think they would want but the problem is especially when you're young i think not to be an ageist um people don't know what they want that well so because of that like the worst person to ask about how to deal with that is someone who thinks they're like oh well what i want a guy to do in this situation it's like sometimes that's good but sometimes you also need to hear about it from someone who's dealt with people in that situation if you know what i mean yeah um because that can go down a real weird path of like getting a bit manipulative and weird so i do think it's important to get both sides of the coin a little bit yeah i think it's yeah important as well to if you have something that like one thing in particular 
a certain situation that you want advice on that it's important to ask more than one person? <laughs> yes. Because I feel like oh, a yes. lot of people just just tell one person. And I, I get that if you don't have like a large group of friends or you don't ha- you yep. only have one person you can talk to. But I, I do think it's, yeah, very important to be getting advice from multiple people. And it's also therapeutic to be continuously talking about what you're struggling with. Because it's oh, sort yeah. of just, it helps literally just saying this is my this is the issue that i'm having at the moment (laughs) just getting input yeah from like multiple sources because people have different opinions and different views different ways that they see things so one person's advice might be not great and then you talk to another person and then they give you some fantastic advice and it's like oh okay cool yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at it scientifically, it's like doing like an essay or a study or something, yes, or something. Um, you <laughs> need to make sure you're getting varied sources. The last thing you want to do is go, well, I read one book on, I don't know, capitalism, and now I know everything about capitalism, so let me tell you about it. Like, that's a bad idea. You need to get different sources, and I think, I think as a tip to the viewer as well, if you're going out there and you're like, okay, I really need to talk to someone about this issue... Uh, whether it be a relationship issue, job issue, whatever, we tend to know who to seek out to tell us what we want to hear. So a lot of us will be like, oh, I'll go talk to Jenny because deep down inside, I know Jenny will tell me to break up with this person or will tell me to do whatever. And although that might be a good idea sometimes, because sometimes we do need to hear a specific thing, if you're actually trying to solve a problem and think about it from outside the box, talk to different talk to the, friends talk to the person that you think will give you the harshest advice that you don't want to tell yeah. them about it <laughs> yeah exactly like and it's okay sometimes to protect yourself from a mental health standpoint of like i can't handle negative feedback right now like there are people i won't tell uh creative ideas to because i know they've they're, they're good at giving me advice but they're very critical and i know they'll come back with like you, you don't Here's want them to, yeah, to be really rough with your ideas and then you get discouraged <laughs> Yeah, not too early anyway. I mean, you shouldn't be sharing... I don't think you should share creative ideas too early anyway, but when I do, I always share them with people I know who will just go, oh, that's interesting. You develop that for sure and just sort of like gently push me forward rather than jumping in and like tearing it apart while it's still like a shape of an idea. In the same way that I think... Like I I went through a sort of semi-breakup, I don't know, a long time ago now. It feels like a couple of years ago. It's probably like six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. Who knows? Um... And I remember I had about two or three friends I'd been chatting to about the thing. And they all were giving me different advice. And eventually, only one of them was giving me the advice I wanted to hear. The other two were like, hey, you need to fucking let this person, like, you need to not deal with this person anymore. They're not good for you. You're not good for them. Get the fuck out of this relationship. Break up with them. This should be over. And I literally just started listening to the person who was telling me how to not break up with them and how to keep it going. And it was only afterwards I was like, oh, I should have listened to those other two people because they were right. And this other person yeah. was just kind just of saying in what the same you sort place of wanted as me. To hear. Oh, I think they really believed that I should keep going. I just think they were like the kind, probably too similar to me where they don't like relationships to end. Uh, I don't so much now, but back then when I was, you know, 20 or however old I was at the time. Um, so that's important too. If you ask 10 people advice and nine of them tell you, no, don't do it. Just run away. Just run. And one of them goes, oh yeah, bro, here's a, here's a situation. Probably like 
you don't have to listen to those nine people, but fuck, you should probably sit back and go, wait. You should think why about did the it survey again come out like this? Like, yeah, why are yeah. so many people <laughs> saying this and only one person saying that? It's yeah. pretty like, clear indication your heart, there. But, but also, yeah, maybe there's a reason, like, especially with relationships. I find so often people go down, like, when they see something dissolving that they thought was good, especially because when a relationship starts failing, usually it's because the thing you're projecting, the thing you believed the relationship to be wasn't true. And you're starting Ooh, to see what the yeah. relationship actually was, right? <laughs> Hit me in the feels. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's every dead relationship. And so usually when that gets to that point, you're just sort of grasping at trying to make your illusion a reality and hold on to it. And usually if you're trying to do that, you go down manipulative and bad paths where you're trying to push that other person to, f- into... to fit into what you want it to be rather yeah. than them just being them. I've had friends who are like, oh, I'm going to do this and that means they'll do this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The moment it starts getting manipulative, this is already over. Like you, there's, there's a difference between being it's strategic and being manipulative. It's already pretty fucked by then. Yeah. But like, if you're saying like, oh, if I say this to him or her, they'll do this and that means they'll know, I, know how much I love them. It's like, if you've been in a relationship with this person, if they don't, they probably know you love them. They probably just don't care because you're not compatible. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's time to move on, man. Like, so many people, and I, I know like so many of us don't want relationships to end, but you just need to let it go. Um, yeah. I say this as someone who's pretty much serially single all the time, but like, don't, Hold on to things, man. Just yeah. let... Yeah, I think that's not something stay that with you, you know? I sort of um, realised in my last relationship and with some of my friends as well, just realising that that you need to learn to let go of things, even though, like, you really want to hold on because this person is, like, familiar and it's what you're already comfortable with and you're like, oh, I, I don't want to relearn an entire person again. Yep. You have to just... You have to think about yourself and just sit there and go, is this the person that I actually want to be with? The way that they are right now, is that who I want to be with forever? And if your answer is, I don't know or no, bye. Yeah, <laughs> See yeah. ya. I think, yeah, I 100% agree. I think it comes down to, especially in relationships, I won't say everything because there are situations that are life and death where this might help. But if you are doing something out of fear at all, <coughs> you're probably making the wrong decisions. God bless you. Um, <laughs> I know you tried to hide that, but it's still... Um, I think what I mean by that is, like, the amount of people I know who are going through a breakup or something like that, and they say, oh, but I don't want to go back to dating, or I don't want to be alone, or I don't want to go... Like, these days, I suppose, it's more, I don't want to be on Tinder. That tends to be what it is. You don't have to. That's like, not a hello, reason to stay I'm a in walking, talking example of not being on a single dating app or website. Yeah, me as well. Yeah, me as well. But that's because I'm uh, like, yeah. I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't want a relationship and I literally cannot. I just can't. Even if I was like really into a person right now, I just, I don't think I could do it mentally. I'm just yeah. not yeah. up for it. I really, really recognize that I need to focus on developing myself and where I want to go. Yeah, it's a very good place to be. Hold on to that. Well, I think a lot of us do that and then we go off on these weird tangents where we get distracted. Because I do think that. I think when you've got to do work on yourself, 
it's very easy to get distracted by other people and then you do yeah. work on a relationship and that's fucking a bad idea man because there are little moments there where you're like oh i miss you know intimacy and i miss having like a just a person hanging around and shit you know yeah but, yeah yeah. But then we circle the back the to the day, whole thing like, about yeah. how important friendship is. Yeah. You know? Um, you can get that kind meet. of shit from your friends in a way. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think so. I, I, well, I think everything, like, I mean, there are people out there that are a little more hip than me that might disagree with this, but I'm like, everything but sex, basically. Like, as in, you can get physical affection from friends, maybe not at the moment with all the goddamn social distancing, but in general, like, that's one of the reasons why I think people should be hugging each other. I do think yes. it's good for men, women, everybody to hug each other and to be physical, only obviously when people want you to. Um, but with consent? I do think it's, yeah, consenting, yeah. Um, I have actually a story about that that I'll tell in a minute that it was really odd to me and I've, my feelings on it have changed a lot. Um, but... Yeah, I think it's really important to be physically... Physical contact's so important, and I think we're a little... I think we've got a lot of physical contact caught up with sex and stuff, where, like, like as a we're kid, like for instance... We're, like, mixing the two together and confusing the signals when half the time yeah. that's not what it's about. That's not what it means. Yeah, we've basically been taught to connect the two completely when most physical affection has nothing to do with sex, really. And it's a really bad idea that the only place we're getting that from is sex. Because that's, I think, where a lot of this incel and I think a lot of even rape culture comes from that place of... Like, you know how we talk about... And I don't want to go too far into this, obviously, because it's a heavy topic. But you know how people talk about how incels and a lot of these... We use it for men. I'm sure there are women out there that feel the same way, though, who are in the same probably boat. But they're people who think they're owed sex. You know, those kind of oh, people, they talk a lot Jesus. about that. Yeah, People who are like, you know, the world isn't giving me sex. Why is that so? And, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, the whole mentality of I took this person out. I bought them dinner. I did why all this. They, why aren't they and fucking And why weren't me? they like, oh, my yeah. God. That and drives a, me insane. Yeah. It's like, I don't owe you fucking shit. No, I don't owe you shit. Yeah, like, I would say if someone takes you out for dinner and stuff, you owe them some, some company. That's yeah, all you're, you, you know what I mean? Them, you owe them, like, maybe the politeness same thing and in return. Like, maybe you know? yeah, next time yeah. you go out, it's your turn, which is what I like to do yeah, of course, when well, I go on should, dates. I, I do, yeah. like, the opposite. Or splits, if that's... If they actually let me do that. <laughs> yeah, do the split, yeah. Oh, look, I, I like the one person pays one time, another person pays the other time because it works. But, sorry, very quickly, my point with that is I think the reason we get to that place with sex... Um, a small population, um, well, probably not that small. Uh, I think one of the reasons we get there is because we are kind of owed affection by the world. You know what I mean? Like, affection is something that I do think everybody deserves and everybody should get. And I think genetically we think we should be getting it all the time, like from different areas. Obviously, you need to be a decent person and all that sort of stuff. But I think that's why we get, we've gotten so weird about sex as a culture because... We've connected it with, 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 um, I just look at the way a lot of my male friends and even myself when I was younger, who get so angry and so misogynistic about the fact that women aren't fucking them. Um, <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think that's because you, so much of the argument is why am I not worth being like, why don't I, why don't people want to love me and be affectionate and be good towards me? And it comes that it becomes almost like a parenting thing. And I'm like, that's the issue that shouldn't be that connected to sex. Like, you can go your whole life without ever having sex 
and still get all the affection you need and all that stuff, theoretically, and you should be, because our society should be more like that. Um, and I, you know, I mean, part of that might just be that we've become a lot more sexually open, which I think is good. Yeah, but I we're do definitely think... going in a good direction with that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I do think we, we take sex probably a little too seriously still as a culture. Oh, I do yeah, think definitely. You know... There's a lot of people out there that take it super seriously. And that's 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 fine if you're into super serious straight stuff. But it's just we need to care less about what other people are doing and more about what we're doing as like an individual. 100%, yeah. Can I just say... The mood of this podcast is very so good. To a normal mood. <laughs> it's like a very chill, like all the others I felt very like, like we're doing a lot of ranting and I just feel like we're very, we're very soothing today. Yeah. <laughs> I feel this like weird it... kind of Zen place. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it's like almost the opposite. Like we had a lot of um, like ranting and like sort of like a, like an outlet of maybe a bit of anger or negative emotions going into it. Not that that's a bad thing because that's perfectly fine to express that stuff. But yeah, yeah, I feel like this one is very like butterflies and daisies and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're both in a, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a very stressed place, but I'm not in a, like a negative place today. I'm in a pretty positive, chilled out kind of just, yeah. I don't know. I'm just vibing with life right now. After last night, I had like a, really deep conversation with someone and I just yeah it really I actually cried last night because I was so happy that I'm alive so and that's something that I literally like never do because I'm always like oh I hate being alive blah blah blah. (laughs) not to a point where I'm like suicidal but I'm like I just I'm like bored of being alive and none of this shit's going anywhere and it just felt good to be like I like I'm really glad that I'm here today type thing yeah yeah yeah, it's it's appreciating the moment and actually like the goodness in life. I, I I've been the same. Like my life has felt like again, I'm not suicidal at all, but my life has felt like a chore recently. Yeah, probably for the last. I feel that. Yeah, I think the last twelve months for me have been. Look, I've been progressively moving to a better place, and I've been progressively getting better. But also, I think I've been progressively getting more and more sick of where I am. Bit of a mic issue there, but anyway, uh, back again. <laughs> Lol. Um, um, you said you had yeah. a story that you wanted to tell. Oh yeah, about just um, like it's probably it's a it's, it probably says more about me than it does about the person. I was in the mountains. Oh, I don't know, a couple maybe a year ago now, and um, somebody um like theater people. I don't know if anybody met theater people out there. Theater people are real huggy. They're real huggy. And when I was younger and first got into theatre, I was not real huggy. I was not that kind of person. I was a pretty standoffish physical person. When you become an actor of any description, you tend to quickly lose all of your physical barriers and you just fucking deal with it. (laughs) And so when I meet theatre people, I'm perfectly accepting of the fact that I'm going to get hugged a bit, even if I don't really want to. And I don't have a problem with that. I know there are people out there that really care about... Like, don't touch me unless you have my consent. And I fully support any of that. But, like, if someone wants to hug me, as long as they've been introduced to me, it's fine. They read my body language. If I am if I clearly don't want to hug, usually they won't do it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you can sort of came up tell in, a, in the body language yeah. if you yeah. don't want to be hugged. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was visiting a friend of mine, and um, 
he took me to see a play with a couple of friends of his were in or one of them or something. And um, we met them after the play and she comes up to me and I'd never heard this kind of thing before. Um, she basically comes up to me and goes, oh, can I have your consent to hug you before oh. hugging me? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And we hugged. And at the time, I was really put off by it. I was like, what the fuck? You were really what confused because you're like, who the fuck does that? But who does now, that? I in mean, retrospect, you know, you're like, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And now that I like, yeah, since I've had some time to sort of sit with it and um, also some time, I think also, I think the, what do you call it? The, the consent discussion has developed some since then. Um, she's, um, she was, you know, she being an artist and also like being part of a few other communities that are probably a little more in the know, a little quicker with stuff like that, probably was a little more up to date with that sort of stuff. Whereas it hadn't reached the general populace as a discussion about sort of physically touching at that point. Like that was a year or two ago and only my most left, left wing friends were really talking about like, maybe you shouldn't touch people at all without consent. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, I do think because I'm a naturalist, because I'm one of those people who doesn't like the idea of us slowly becoming these kind of robotically weird people. I don't love the idea of someone coming up to me. She did it in a really cool way, but I don't love living in a reality where people are constantly asking me to consent to things. Um, that just from my point of view. Yeah, that would probably I'm be like, a bit Ugh. weird at that point if every single yeah. person was like. Hey, is it is it okay if I do this? Like I'm trying to do it more and more, where especially if it's someone I don't know that well. Again, though, I, I make this argument, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it just need. Maybe I'm just being insensitive. But I feel like a lot of it comes down to. I think there might be a bigger amount of people who just don't know how to read body language. Because yeah, for there me, are so like, many people. Oh God, let me tell you, there's so many people yeah. that have no idea what's going on and i'm like how how can you not tell that this person doesn't want that or wants this i can just yeah, see yeah. it in their you body language and you can also take your time and pause and think things through without being audible like if i'm gonna hug someone i'll usually approach them with the kind of not the full hug but like your arms are in that place like and you kind of make yeah, sort of an open. eye contact and they usually then assume their position of preparing to be hugged as weird as that sounds so you know this person's cool with me hugging them rather than just going up to them and being like would you like to sign on the dotted line here if i'm legally allowed to hug you now like it's very <laughs> it's fucking weird I, I recently was watching this show on amazon on prime video called um upload which isn't great but it's in the future and there's like they've met on like a tinder type app but it's like it has built into it a rating system like yelp where, you know, you rate the person you've just had sex <laughs> oh, with, basically. God. Um, yeah, and it's real terrible. And they're clearly being dystopian about it. Then It's not a very smart show. But there was one really funny bit that I liked, which is they look at each other um, and they go, and she, she's looking at him and she goes, did you bring protection? And of course, you as a, a, a today viewer is thinking, oh, okay, condom. And he brings out like a little, what looks like a disc and puts it on himself and it activates. And she puts one on herself. And I thought, Oh, is this some sort of new birth control sci-fi? No, they both look into each other's dot and go, I consent to these acts and then start fucking while it's still on them. And I'm like, oh, okay. So the idea is we've gotten to a future where someone has invented this thing that's like a body cam that you wear when you're fucking. So that way you, 
you have like a record of that person of that yeah of them being actually okay with saying it. oh yeah that's fine yeah. and then which oh my yeah. god that's terrible which, because you can it, you're allowed yeah. to revoke your consent whenever you want if you suddenly yeah. decide I mean, these aren't very, actually these that's are not, not what writers. I want to do yeah you're allowed yeah. to do that you shouldn't I think the be idea legally it prosecuted is. for it <laughs> yeah oh it's a very interesting. It's inter- oh, well, I think the idea was... I mean, we're talking about someone revoking consent during... I think the idea was it has to be filming. So if that person goes, Whoa, hey, wait, wait a minute, slow down, stop. And the person keeps fucking going. They could be like, Aha! You fuck! You see? I did tell you to fucking stop, you piece of garbage. I think that's the idea. I'm not saying that's a good device. Mm. I'm saying I think that was... The dumbass writer who came up with that, who thought they were probably very clever, I'm assuming that was the idea of them wearing it the whole time. They just um, obviously didn't execute that, it very well. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the whole show is like that. It's not that well executed. But the point is, it just showed me this sort of thing of like, huh, that is an interesting sort of commentary on where we might go. Like, I certainly think something like a quick... I don't like the idea of, of, of over-observation. I think, that's a, I think that's a nightmare. I think the idea of us putting on cameras is a nightmare in general because, I, yeah, it just... <laughs> To me, it feels like it'd be way too easy to fake things using digital stuff. So it's oh, way yeah. too easy By the to time go, that that's oh, a I'll thing, there'll be digital- so yeah. much that you yeah. just. Will I mean, be we able can already do anything. deep fakes pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like to me, I see something like that, and I don't think, oh, good, that gives me security as a person. It's like no, that means that someone's going. Like, if I became a political person, and somebody in power was like, oh, I need Jared to be in prison. I, they could just go back over some footage of me fucking someone and doctor in a, oh no, please stop or some shit. And I'm fucked. You know what I mean? And like, they yeah. can just like maybe kill that person so they can't or pay them off. So they'll, you know what I mean? I know that's a crazy thing to think of, but that's the way my brain works. And also it also doesn't really protect against any kind of sexual assault stuff because I mean, I suppose you can see the person, but I mean, there's plenty of stuff that goes on that's outside the realm of vocalization. If you know what I mean, like yeah. again, I don't want to go too deep into this, but I just like I probably walk down an alley and we probably shouldn't be walking down because it's getting a little serious, and I know we try and keep this shit pretty chill, but it's just an interesting thing to me that where the world will go, um, and the way we'll deal with, I'm hoping we all just become <laughs> well-rounded Less enough that it's not as people. big of an issue. <laughs> yeah, I think you know maybe we will just ideally we all become a little more mature and deal with sex in a more mature way and deal with our emotions like adults and then we don't feel the need to bully guilt and blackmail people into fucking us and (laughs) that'd be amazing if we could just all do that and then we can all i know that's a really fucking utopian thought and i know it's probably not very realistic but i don't think it's that difficult we're allowed to dream it's fine I don't, I don't know. I just think if we valued it as a society a little more and we didn't value making people miserable so they buy shit, I think it'd be a lot easier for people yeah, to just be I think we're just, decently happy. We're very materialistic in that sense as a race. Yeah. As a yeah. general population, we just need to chill back on that shit, man. Chill yeah, we need to stop valuing out. stuff as much. I mean, I think I talked to you about this. I don't know. I hope I didn't talk about it on the podcast, but... They were talking about that with like how much you work and how basically the four hour workday is the best way to be productive. But the main, and again, I'm going to misquote the shit out of this. I'm sure there are plenty of very smart people 
listening to this <laughs> who are like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And that's true. I've read like four, maybe three or four different articles on it that I half remember. So I apologize. But basically the gist of it was, we don't have the four hour work day and probably like the four day work week because it's not profitable for people to have that much free time. When people have that much free yeah. time, they tend to spend it with friends and have the, more of those experiences like you did last night where they go, oh, this is what life's about. It's not about buying a new iPad. It's about smiles and happiness and giggles and friends and, you know, being close with people. And then we don't buy as much shit. Whereas they've proven that if you work eight to 12 hours a day, five to six days a week, you don't have any time. So you end up just getting your happiness from consuming. Yeah, which from- is a real great way to run a production and consumption-based society because you need people to consume as much. Especially because we live in a society where we aren't aiming to hit like this point of sustainability. We're aiming to... There's a reason why capitalists hate the word sustainability. They don't want to sustain shit. They want to keep making more. That's the point of capitalism, is to keep growing exponentially. They never want us to hit the roof and like just be at a normal flat plane of... Yeah, that doesn't exist. There's a reason why capitalism has like bubbles and bursts in it built into it. Because what happens is people get greedier and greedier and try and get and grab more and more and eventually it becomes unsustainable. It collapses. And during that collapse, some other fucking sociopath goes, Oh, if I just bend this rule and also have no ethics, I can get all this shit. Yay. <laughs> like that's what happens. That's the way it works. It's very simplified, but that's the basic premise of how that works. You yeah, want to talk so. about where you want to go after um, where you currently work? I mean, I'm studying at the moment and I'm hoping to maybe get something in that area, uh, which is like community services and stuff. But really at the moment, it's more about having more time to do art shit. Like I've been working on Creative a lot of writing projects. projects. Yeah. 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 I want to be able to get into that. I also want to start as soon as the state borders are up and we can start moving around again. I do want to go and do some protesting and stuff. There's a little protest camp um, for um, like an anti-coal like like type camp that's up, um, up north that I really want to go to for maybe a month and just do some of that. I want to get into protesting a lot more. I want to get into human rights and environmental stuff a lot more. Um, the world is going that direction. I know a lot of people in this country are putting their head in the sand and saying, oh, wow, America, huh? That's pretty crazy what's going on. Again, like guys, I don't want to get too deep into this kind like of thing. We're having all of this shit happen everywhere. It's yeah. not exclusive. Yeah. And just because it doesn't directly affect you doesn't mean you should, shouldn't do anything about it. Nope. To give you some context, guys, I'm not going to go too deeply into it because it's pretty devastating shit. Today, there are riots all over America because of... um another wrongful death and some police brutality against a man of color in America. Um, I believe his last name was Floyd. George Floyd, was it? Yeah, George Floyd. I don't want to disrespect the past person, but I'm pretty sure it's George Floyd. Um, And it's all about that. And as I said to you before we started recording, watching the news, I don't watch the news normally. I'm watching the news with my grandmother and mother this morning just while I was chatting to them and then watching live reporting from not well they are journalists but not not affiliated journalists just people who are trained journalists who are taking their phones down there and they're part of the protest and they're filming so yes obviously they're um the things they're saying are going to be uh biased because they're at the pro- they're protesting but they're not 
they're just filming so you can see what's going on you can, and they're filming pretty well like a couple of the ones i follow they're panning all over so they can see everything so you can tell they're not hiding like you know one particular like a protester with a machine <laughs> gun or something yeah yeah um and the funny thing is is that you look at the way the news is reporting it and the news is reporting it as a they're reporting it as what will we do about all of the things they're burning all of that wonderful property we have to protect the property and really just and talking about america in their relation to us and all of that political shit not really about the human toll at all and they're also using the word riot a lot and they're using a lot of terminology that makes it seem like it's a bunch of crazy colored people running around fucking shit up and then you watch the live goddamn coverage of the protests which is what they are they're protests and it is mostly peaceful protests with police beating the shit out of people with very little um provocation so like that's great so to give you some context guys that's what america's going through as we talk right now people are having their heads beaten in and tear gas thrown at them um which is affecting me pretty badly to be honest um i think i'm in shock about a lot of it and i love and when I say love, I'm being I'm being a little sarcastic. That I talk to people I know, who are maybe a little bit out of the loop, and they're like, "Wow, isn't it great that we don't have race problems in Australia? Isn't oh that my God. fucking amazing?" And I'm like, "Oh, it is great. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? We are so terrible with our people of color in this goddamn country. You fucking maniac. And if you have any connection to any Aboriginal or first goddamn nation." groups you know they are on the fucking verge of the same kind of action because they're sick of it like it's just so annoying to see people be like ah isn't it great to live in such a wonderful fucking country like australia which we do have like we're blessed in a lot of ways for instance our police don't have as much access to you know tanks and shit like america (laughs) like american police departments are just military but by the same token we personally work with someone who has got into the federal police easier because they are trying to get more federal police in this country because they know they're going to need more fucking men with guns when the shit comes home to roost. They know that. So don't think that our country and our government is any more... I'm getting really political, I'm sorry. (laughs) Any more, like, any less likely to beat your fucking head in. They're just a little less well-equipped to do it. But also, we're not really as vocal or as violent or as, I would argue, courageous as the American public. We're a lot more fucking chill and reserved about it. So they don't need to be more like that. The moment we show them we are more like that, they will fucking be like that. There's no doubt in my mind. And there are probably people listening to this and they're like, wow, okay, I didn't know Jared was a fucking maniac. But... It's like, it's no, true. we like, just have some, some deep opinions and sometimes... Yeah, things really resonate and you just want to get it out there. I knew I shouldn't talk about the protests at all today because it's very fresh in my mind and I feel very powerless. I'm watching people I know in like cities in America who are just, they might not personally be getting hurt, but they're right next to like a 18 year old girl who just got her head beaten in by a baton who was doing nothing but holding a fucking sign. And it's just, it's really just getting to me in a way where A... As much as I I know we all care about our safety so fucking much, but I do kind of wish we would be a little bit more like that, like the Americans. Where I think I do wish we would just get on the streets just a little bit more and hold people fucking accountable. But I also am really sad and scared for people 
in America who are probably going to be fucking murdered at some point. And it's just very, it's a lot of emotions, man, you know, a lot going on. And we like to keep this podcast pretty political free. But, but it's it's hard when that's just like what we've just seen. It's very it's very new and it's very fresh. So it's hard to just be like not talk about it. But I think it's okay yeah. to talk about this because it's important to bring attention to this. If 100%. it's just general like political stuff that's not really overly relevant, yeah. I don't want to talk about that shit. But when it comes to stuff like this, it's stuff that really needs to be talked about and needs to be recognised and have more attention to it so that it stops going on, so that people aren't so ignorant, so that those people aren't sitting there going, well, it doesn't directly affect me, why the fuck should I care? It's like, well, you should care (laughs) because it does directly affect you. At some point, in some way, it does affect everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And I also don't think, I don't think it's a, it shouldn't be a political statement for someone to say police brutality is bad. It just shouldn't be. And I don't think that's a particularly left or right wing argument. I certainly know there are people on the far right and people on the far left that both don't want the police to have that kind of power. And I think it's just a very human argument to say, whether even this is the problem this is why i never understood i don't get that i know we're all like a little racist and we all have our racial issues but i don't understand that kind of racism where people are like oh well it was a person of color who cares it's like and i suppose it's just they don't view them as people maybe i don't know but it's just really weird to me because uh, it's just it's people it's the government and the establishment that you're meant to trust literally hurting the public for no good reason um how is that never how is that ever a good thing even if you're not even if you like if someone i hated and i don't know that i hate anybody but if there was someone i really hated who was out there getting beaten up randomly by somebody i like for no reason and i knew it was basically for no reason or for like little to no reason i would still be outraged and ter- and angry and upset about it oh yeah and i think yeah, and I feel like, I don't know if other people, like, how are you not like that? How do you not look at that? And I suppose it's just that I don't understand that mentality. I I suppose that's what it comes down to. But I, I value, like, I think I'm someone who gets people a lot. And I understand a lot of stuff and a lot of the way people do things. And just something like that just really troubles me. It almost feels like you don't really respect, like, I suppose you just don't respect human life. And I just don't understand not respecting human yeah, life. Yeah, it's all. just hard to fathom that some people literally think like that that's why i think it's so interesting like to look at like serial killer documentaries and all that kind of shit just trying to get in the the headspace and understand how the hell these people think like that and we'll just we'll just never know because we don't think like that it's just it's weird to sit there and think about that like how how did how does somebody have that thought process what the fuck (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's crazy. There's lots of crazy stuff. Anyway, let's let's veer into something a little more positive. What, how long have we been? Oh man, I always do this. I leave it on the minutes. beats thing instead of the um, instead of the how do instead I of that? the time. <laughs> instead of the time. So when I yeah, look up at it, I'm like, oh, we've been recording for that many. Okay, fifty three minutes. Okay, um, not too bad. Um, so yeah, let's 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 bring this around to something a little more positive, maybe. Um. 
we got into a kind of a weird place there. Let me just say, <laughs> I suppose as a way to segue out of that, you've and I said this the other day on Instagram as well. I think we're all taught this idea that if it doesn't directly affect you, and we won't go into again, you you know, as you said, it does directly affect you, but we won't even go into the logic of that. But if it doesn't directly affect you, or you're not part of the group that's being oppressed which you probably still are you just don't even fucking realize it because you you're not like you're not being affected by it in the same outright way but anyway um we sort of taught this idea of like if you're not don't basically we're weirdly taught don't do something about this if it doesn't directly affect you keep your business to yourself otherwise you're being like impolite or you're being a troublemaker we need to stop viewing that as troublemaking it's not. It's, it's we need just... to think about it like we did when we were children, where you're told to stick up for people. Yeah, you, that's literally like, what I, we're doing. Yeah. It's just sticking up for what what you believe is right. And so many yeah. people are afraid to talk about that kind of stuff because they're scared that people will have a different opinion or will hate on them for that. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. There's probably a lot of people out there that hear stuff like that and quite understandably go like, man... I'm a this or a that, I'm a parent or whatever, and I can't be I can't be running around protesting and doing stuff like that. And firstly, you, you, you can. You're just choosing safety. And I get it, you've got to look after your family. To. But you're choosing your own safety over the safety of humanity in general and social change. And, that's, and that makes me sound like a self-righteous piece of shit. But I don't mean it that way. What I'm trying to get at here, I'm trying to do the opposite of that. I don't know why I went down that road. You don't have to do that to be part of the solution. Like, if you're someone who you quite understandably value your role as a parent more than you value your role elsewhere and you really just want to bring up a kid and that's what you want to do or you have a job that you're going to lose if you're seen as part of protesting and you can't afford to lose it even if you understand that it's probably problematic you just can't so that's fine i get it we all have our human shit we've all got to pay the mortgage kind of thing um it doesn't you don't have to do shit it doesn't have to be extreme like i feel like people always feel the need to be like i either do nothing or i'm fucking machine gun strapped to my back rambo running in have these conversations with people man if people are being really problematic around you and you know them and there's someone who you know actually listens to you even if they're not don't fucking abide it you don't have to be a piece of shit you don't have to be rude about it necessarily but by the same token you can be confronting people and you can say to people hey man that's a real fucked up thing you just said. It's the same thing with all the rape culture shit and the incel shit. If people are held accountable for this and we don't just do this whole, well, he's a mate, I can't say anything, you can. And you're not doing that person a service by not being like, hey man, like, you talk a lot of hate at this group of people and you can do it in a compassionate and kind way. You don't have to be that stereotypical little social justice warrior who just goes, excuse me, like, and just yeah, yells at everybody. You don't have to be that person because that's not persuasive anyway. You're just kind of being a dick at that point. But you can be that person who says like, whoa, what do you, whoa, man, like what's that about? And just have a discussion and open the floor. So if you do actually give a shit and you're sort of one of those people who says like, I can't do these kind of extreme things, there are ways to still be part of the solution and not just be passively. Because if you're passive and unengaged in stuff like this, then you're actively allowing oppression. That's what you're doing. I don't mean to like, shit in everybody's cereal today <laughs> i'm sorry but there's no like i'm not gonna pussyfoot around it anymore fucking you are like there is blood on your hands if you're doing absolutely nothing 
and you've got your own life and you've got your own shit to deal with. We all do. We can only all do so much. But it just it doesn't always have about to it. be like a physical thing that you're doing. You don't have to go out on the streets and get involved exactly. in that kind of stuff. There's plenty of things you can do like on social media or just yep. within like you said before, like just your friend groups. If you notice someone's behaviour in person is like, Oh hang on, that's that's not morally right. Like that's not okay. Yeah. You can say something yeah, I mean, like, especially, like, for me, especially, especially the rape culture thing, in my mind, is the most harshly obvious one, where I think of situations where I've been in a group of men, and it's just totally okay to be really misogynistic and really kind of supportive of rape culture without kind of realizing it, like, very just objectifying like and I, when i say objectifying women you probably have an image of like oh you know man can't say girls nice ass i'm not that i'm not talking about that kind of objectification <laughs> that has its own issues but i'm talking about the objectification of like literally talking about something like talking about someone like they're something like they're a object that like you know what i mean like someone going like yeah just getting right in there and i didn't want to like try and think up what kind of things i've heard in the past and i'm not saying that makes your friend a bad person we've all been there we're young stupid and all that but it does affect you. It does make you a, like. It does make it you makes think you of like, women that way like a little a, more. Like a bystander, you know, when when there's fights and shit like that, you're still sort of a part of it. If you're just standing yeah. there and watching and not doing anything, you're kind of, you know, doing yourself and other people a disservice because you're not 100%. doing anything about it. We yeah, need to be less exactly right. afraid to step in and be like, "Hey, that's not okay. Like, I don't think this is okay." Yeah. Fuck you for doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, exactly right. Like I'm not and I'm not telling people to go out there and put themselves in danger. I my I don't think my brain is wired pr- properly because I don't have as much of a sense of fear and danger as other people. I've noticed that I'll be talking about something I want to do or something I'm going to do or something I've done and people are like, "Wow, you could have really got hurt there." And I'll be like, "Oh, I suppose Fuck that it, wasn't my number one concern is always like the reason I'm doing something, not the problems that are going to come from it, kind of. Um, and maybe that makes me some kind of like, maybe maybe I don't have survival mechanisms or something. So I'm not telling other people they have to put themselves in harm's way, but you need to do something when stuff happens. Um, even if it is just in a social sense of just, you know, you're out to dinner with your mates and one of them is being very racist maybe just make sure that they're... You know what I mean? Like, again, I don't want to be telling people to be, like, the fucking whore monitors of their groups because no one likes that person. No one wants to be <laughs> no that person. No one wants to know that person. But you can... T- yeah, but you can tell the difference between problematic behavior and... Because I'm all okay with people having dark humor and telling bad jokes. I'm not... I don't have that much of a problem with that. But you can tell the difference between a mate who's telling an off-colored joke in this like you know in the safety of a beer with a mate that's just a funny little like oh that's funny and it makes me feel better about a terrible world than your friend who's constantly either saying racist things or constantly making misogynistic jokes that kind of show that he hates women which even for his own well-being it's probably better for you to be like hey mate are you okay yeah (laughs) have you been like so do you feel like you've been so wronged by women that you're now in this place of just you're trash they're trash because and this might sound really dramatic, you could be helping someone go from a road that could become very dangerous for him and everybody around him 
and a road of like healing and becoming a better person. I feel like I've been very preachy and I apologize for that. Yeah. I don't particularly <laughs> like being preachy. <laughs> um, kind of just got on a roll there. Again, very weird time for me after just watching that goddamn um, protest. I just feel like I'm in a really weird place. So please don't take, take what I'm saying with some kind of grain of salt because I don't want to be like a complete dick coming into your lives through your ears and being like, you aren't doing enough. Like, you know, you do what you can do. Like, we all do what we can do. Just be aware of it, I suppose, is the thing. I don't do enough. I need to do more. I need to be more aware. I think I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you. So please don't think I'm sitting here on some fucking ivory tower thinking I'm good, <laughs> I'm, I'm good at nothing, man. I, I don't do anything. I was just about to get involved in protesting and stuff and the fucking coronavirus happened and now I'm locked in my goddamn home. <laughs> I can't even see people. Um, yeah. I really hate that my video is gone now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting here just like looking at myself. It's great. Okay. That's fine. It says camera unavailable. Okay. Maybe maybe somebody saw, heard me talking about this shit and was like, quickly cut his power. Oh my God. You have hackers. They're, they're you, watching you right get, now. I'm going to get conspiracy theory on this shit. I'm telling you, it's the government they've hacked in because they heard, they heard some key words. <laughs> and we're like, wait a second. They're this like, guy's going to take down the government. This guy's talking about protests <laughs> and riots. Fuck this guy. I was, I was actually waiting for like, I don't know if stories and Instagram can be flagged. But I got a little weirdly political on Instagram and was very like, you need to take action and do something. We all need to do something. And I was really like waiting for Instagram to be like, yeah, we flagged your video, bro. We're taking it down. You, I think you might be an anarchist, brother. Like, no, none of that. Fuck you. I was just really waiting for something. Nothing happened, of course, because, you know, the, the yeah, is nobody is out there doing that. <laughs> and I wasn't telling anybody to do anything terrible. I was just saying, like, get out there and do some shit. But I never know what's going to happen because I don't do shit like that. So I don't know how social media will react to me doing shit like that. I think um, it's not so much um, things like Facebook and Instagram that are very sensitive with that. It's YouTube that is oh, fucking the YouTube. sensitive platform. Because, hey, if you get on YouTube and you start talking about something that's like super controversial, YouTube yeah. is just like, no, we don't want you talking about that and we're not going to advertise on your video. So, fuck you. <laughs> when are we going to get something different than YouTube? You know what I mean? Like... I suppose we kind of have. I know a lot of YouTube stars are now just Instagram stars. I know that's sort of switched over. But when are we going to get to a point where we're like, we need a different video platform? I f because I, I feel, feel like, like it's becoming more and more obsolete as we speak. Yeah, I feel like I read something a while ago that there is... I can't remember what the fuck it was, though. There was something that Vimo, was... Because Vimo, but Vimo is a subscription service. ...take over it, but I can't remember okay. what the fuck it was. I don't remember now, but... Because yeah, even I, for I do the creators, it's becoming a nightmare. Like, I'm not talking political now, but like... It's just, if... it's very, it's become like overbearing and constricted yeah. because obviously YouTube is a business and they're trying to do what makes them the most money. But at the same time, you're the people that are making you this money are the creators. Like, if you don't have us, yeah. you have nothing. So they're always, they're constantly crushing creators yeah. Yeah. when they should be bringing them up because that would in turn make them more money <laughs> i think i don't even know if it comes down to good business decisions i think they just take making very safe decisions like i think the way in youtube used to work made more sense from even from an advertiser standpoint and i've said this before I, i'm always really shocked by this idea of like oh no one will advertise with you if you're um if you're what's the word i'm looking for um 
what's that word? Like if you're, oh fuck, I've completely lost the word. Like <laughs> controversial. No one, will, no one will advertise yeah. with you if you're controversial, right? And it's like, no, they will. It's just different people will. Like I understand that maybe some of the major corporations. Yeah, you might not get like huge brands that approach you, but there's plenty of really cool brands that are out there that do support that type of content. And I feel like having a wide array of top content. So, like I say, for people who aren't in the know, in a very quick way, the way YouTube used to work was your top suggestions on trending used to be based on shocker, what was trending, hey? Like, as in, if lots of people watch a video, it ends up on trending, ain't it? Which makes the most sense. I have no idea why I do that voice every now and then. Um, But that's, (laughs) like, ends up on trending for that exact reason, which makes fucking sense. And it's a good algorithm because it means I get to find out what people are liking so I can stay up to date. What people are actually fucking watching, yeah. And 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 that worked for a while. But the problem is there is certain maniacs who trend as well. Like, obviously, if there's a big uptick on people watching Nazis, there might be some fucking Nazi on there sprouting hate speech. And YouTube realized that top trending could have anything on it, and it kind of started freaking them out. And yes, I suppose there's a sponsorship issue too, but more than anything, it feels like a weird ideological thing where they're like, oh no, no, we don't want to be seen as that. We want to be family friendly. Pardon me. So... Instead, they did this whole thing where you have to be... They pick what's going to be on trending. So, A, it needs to be all, like, family-friendly and it needs to be perfect and, and wonderful. And no, and their version of perfect and wonderful, of course, is as flawed as anybody's. So, it's, like, no swearing. Um, I was going to say no sexual references, but that's bullshit. Because, like, I've watched a few videos where they're analyzing them and there's one where it's, like, Elsa is pregnant and all this weird shit for kids. Oh, my there's God. There's lots of inappropriate things that fall into the very Americanized and very colonial yeah. ideal of what... <laughs> right is it's like yeah there's nothing that's too political nothing that upsets people but it's nothing like it's not actually family friendly a lot of the content's fucked up to be honest but anyway they've got that filter in but also it's not just that because that they're not transparent about that algorithm they also just go oh what's that there's a spider-man movie coming up yeah it's literally just full of like trailers and like late night talk shows and it's like this shit isn't trending i know it's not this isn't even relevant it's just new media trying to prop up old media and like yeah and like they've proven now that disney when they've got a new marvel movie come out they just give like youtube like here youtube here's a couple whatever how much money it is you know here's a couple hundred million dollars so if some bullshit slime fucking maker is like, <laughs> we're making slime today, but we're doing it with some Spider-Man colors. All of a sudden, it's trending, baby. And it just makes the whole thing corrupt and weird, man. It's just weird. They've I don't actually, like it. I've just opened the app, and they've actually, I've realized they've changed that Ooh. particular tab to explore. Yeah, that's right. And it's then you've explore. got oh, like a yeah. bunch of like tabs i don't know if you can see that a bunch I'm of like bring it up on my ipad oh yeah i can see okay oh things. your app is i think your app is different to mine you might have the newer app yeah i don't know if i've That's updated it recently i forget but like it's not directly trending now it's just sort of some categories I mean, I, and then a bunch I, of trending shit like oh yeah okay i just haven't been on the explore page in a long time yeah explore trending gaming and it's just it's bullshit like it's just bullshit Like, I'm all for, I don't know, I suppose, here's my issue. The point of new media, originally, and I know everything eventually gets corrupt, is that it's not, the reason old media became so quickly obsolete is it was too heavily 
um, cur- curated, right? Where it was just a bunch of crusty old fucking obsolete people being like, hey, uh, today you're going to be watching this. Enjoy. And we're going to filter out anything we think's offensive. And, and it just got... It didn't represent enough people. So because of that, when new media showed up, people were like, holy shit, is there a place I can just watch any kind of video? Like, if I'm a if I'm a young lesbian girl, I can watch videos that might relate to me more than videos picked out by a 40-year-old white cis male. Fantastic. That's awesome. I can watch that shit. It's great for that. The problem is the moment YouTube starts being like, oh, we're going to curate this shit and we're going to make it family-friendly, it just becomes a TV sh- station. And Yeah, basically, yeah. And you might say, but Jared, that other stuff's still there. It is, but those people are now struggling a lot more to make money. And, like, this idea that's like, if you swear, we're going to fucking... Like, if you do anything we don't like, we'll demonetize you. That then makes that then makes you make a certain kind of content. And that's a problem, yeah, man. Yeah, and like, they're, that's, they're sort of, like, controlling, in a way, what's being put on there. And that's not what it yeah. should be about. Because originally, no. the platform was not about that it was about just making whatever you wanted and putting it out there for other people mm-hmm. to see before all the money was involved before people figured out that yeah. they can make money on youtube and that's exactly that's where the whole money's the root of all evil shit comes in because it <laughs> yeah. literally fucking is and i'm so sick especially lately so sick of all the shit that i'm realizing how much money just controls me as a person and how like I feel and how I value myself and it's it shouldn't be like that like I shouldn't 100%. I shouldn't value place my value in how much money I have or how much money I'm earning it's just it's yeah. dumb I shouldn't be doing that cuz I'm always going to feel like shit cuz I'm always going to feel like I don't have enough money yeah, you never have enough money. That's my big thing. Like when I was talking about the four-hour-a-day work week and the the four-day-a-week work week and f- and all that sort of stuff, the logic to that, yes, you can find companies that do that, smart companies that care more about productivity than they do about ideology. But for me personally, in my life, that's become about me realizing I can't prioritize money as much, and I can't keep looking at a successful life as me working a lot and making money because what happens because I'm a pretty hard worker is I get a job I work really hard I end up working 12 hour days 5 days a week and I end up with no time and I end up miserable that's what keeps happening and it honestly probably won't matter what I do like I'm about to go from this job in retail to something with arguably more meaning even though you find your own meaning Um, but still if I continue living that same lifestyle where all I'm doing is working So I have, and again, I don't make, I'm not rolling in money. Like, I don't, I don't know, I suppose if I, I don't know, I don't, I don't see an amount of money that would make up for that for me. I realize now that I just need to be making enough money to pay rent, to be able to eat and to be able to participate in things. That's it. That's all I really need. And then I can save up for other shit and I can do other things. And of course there is, even though I don't like debt, there are debts available to me if I really need larger amounts of money for some reason. And I, I, for me personally, to live a good, fulfilled life, I need to embrace that more, which is maybe not working full-time. Maybe I'm working part-time. Obviously, there's a mathematical equation there that I have to work out. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, beyond that, I just, I'm fucking done. And if that means I live in a shittier house and have a shittier car, so fucking So be it, it. yeah. As yeah. long as, like, who like, gives a shit? If you're happier within yourself in the end, then it's made all the difference, really. Yeah, and that's really hard to get 
into your own head because I certainly know I'm a materialistic little bitch and I <laughs> love things and I and I'm I'm very like as anybody who knows me know I'm very into clothes and I'm very like I like I don't like fashion necessarily but I like style and I'm a very image like not as an image as my own image but I like things to be pretty I suppose is the way to put that so like <laughs> If I'm getting a place to live in, I do want it to be nice and I want it to be somewhere I can entertain and all sorts of things. It takes a lot for me to realize I don't need something to be a certain kind of something for it to work. In fact, what I find with most of my friends who have all of the things I wish I had is they they have them and they can't do the things they want to do with them. Like they have the beautiful house or apartment with the entertaining area in the barbecue area, which they use maybe once, twice a year when they can actually get friends over because all of their friends are also high powered people who work good jobs. None of them really ever meet up. And when they do they're they're not living like I talked to several of my friends who were like their ideal day is like they're barbecuing with friends and maybe they're watching like some football or something. They're doing that kind of, you know, the manly dude thing. And they're <laughs> like, I'm doing all that. And I'm like out in the sun with my mates and it's a fun time. And instead on the few times they have off, they're getting really fucking drunk and maybe doing some other things because they don't have any fun. So because of that, when they're not at work, they actually feel the need to be fucking getting wasted and running around like maniacs instead of <laughs> living a real, like, you know what I mean? Living a more wholesome yeah. life, maybe. I mean, not that I'm criticizing people who drink and all that shit. I've done all that. I enjoy all that enough, but they're just not doing the things they want to do because their lifestyle doesn't allow them to if that makes sense yeah yeah so that's my big thing that i'm trying to do after this is i'm probably going to be part-time working hopefully in the industry i'm training in right now although that doesn't even really matter that much to me it's just really about cutting back on the amount of time i'm stuck doing something that isn't my own project home balance yeah exactly yeah, which is uh, why I like um, doing the hours that I currently do, which is what I'm currently stressed about is yeah, yeah. having more hours because of the person who's leaving, yes. having yeah all those hours, maybe not all of them, but even just some of them, having yeah. to do more of that. I know that I'm going to miss out on doing my own shit at yeah, home like all of this kind of yeah. creative stuff like doing yeah. this and doing my own youtube i just i feel like i'm gonna miss out on that and that week I th- was it last week i think it was last week or the week before that i had all of that so much stress and i was so unhappy because that's all i was doing was like working i was waking up and I, all i had time for was to eat and then i had to leave and then yeah. I'd finish work and come home and I'd be so exhausted because I didn't sleep at all that I'd mm-hmm. just try to go straight to bed and I'd toss and turn for hours and then it would be the same cycle for a whole week and it was just destroying me because I didn't have any time to myself, basically. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was very difficult, but I'm glad that that's over, but it sort of helped me realise that I don't want to take on board that yeah, too much stuff more. so yeah. work my work needs to figure that shit out and even just like there are other fields similar to retail like i'd say hospitality is pretty similar there are some different oh, hurdles yeah. in both i worked, worked in, in both, hospitality for like yeah. um maybe a oh god a couple of months i don't know how long it was yeah. exactly yeah. but 
I will never go back to working in hospitality ever again <laughs> after that one experience. I don't even need to have any other experience. I know how you should be like, oh, don't, you know, judge things based on one experience. But, oh, my God, I will never, ever go back into that. Never. It was yeah. fucking hell. It's very different. It's, I think there's a little... Oh, it depends. It's all different, I suppose. But I mean, I think there's a little less drama um, built into hospitality than retail because yeah, maybe hospitality a bit is less, so much but... more instantaneous. It depends. Obviously, it's all about people. But I just find that with hospitality, because everything's so immediate. I had a boss once that used to say, hospitality, pardon me, hospitality and retail are very similar, except you never get a second chance with hospitality. And I think that's a really good way of putting it because... With food, you can't just go like, oh, okay, I'll just get another one. Like, with, at where we work, it's like you either have the laptop or you don't. And if that laptop is broken, you either get another one or you don't. Whereas yeah. in food, it's like, hey, make us this. Okay, I made it, but I fucked it up. That's kind of it. You're kind of done for. You can't really remake it because it would take too long. It's just one of those things. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, hard, I guess. I mean, working with the general public sucks. <sighs> I really don't think we're meant to... I don't think we should. I, I think we should find a way around that. I'm honestly all for fuck having anybody ever serve anybody ever again. Let's get computers to do that <laughs> and not have people have to deal with them because people are dumb as hell. Like they really are. People don't know anything about anything outside of their own worldview at all, which yeah, shocks me. I mean, I'm not the most well-educated person, but yeah, like it's just like, again, people come in and are like, oh, can I get a... Like, where where's your... Uh, I, I, I said this the other day to my grandmother. I don't know if I've ever told you this before. I had someone come into the clothing store I used to work in and they went, can I get a vest? I need a vest, but it needs to have, like, <laughs> sleeves. And I was like, you mean a jacket? And they looked at me <laughs> like I had just said, like, like a... Because they looked at me with just this blank look and were just like, um, I don't know. Is that what it's called? And I'm like, What? the fuck like if that was in a movie that's the moment you find out that person's an alien like, yeah yeah what how do you know vest but not jacket how do you not that's know so this? crazy like i feel like vest is a less known term than jacket everybody has a jacket not everybody has a fucking vest it was it's so probably weird. weird for anyone who's like maybe american or english listening to this being like what the fuck is a jacket no, no, jackets are a term across sweat, both those. Sweatshirts or fucking... I no, don't they know. have jackets. They don't have... Uh, America, um, um, the English don't call vests... Like, when I'm saying vest, I mean... Like, they wouldn't hear vest and mean that. For them, they would call almost everything a waistcoat, I believe, instead of a vest. Okay. Um, because when they say vest, they mean singlet. Vest for oh, them means singlet. Oh, that's not even... Oh, my God. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Because I remember a couple of times with British friends, they talk about sitting around in your vests and shorts. And what they mean is you're sitting in your underwear and your, and your singlet. And that's, that's like, yeah, so, so that's weird. a thing. Like, they don't call singlets singlets, um, which is weird. Uh, whereas, like, jackets across the board. I mean, I get someone not knowing what a blazer is, maybe. Maybe. Or, like, maybe. a dinner jacket. But, like, just being like... Ja I had someone the same with shorts, where someone said, I need shorts, but they need to, like, be longer. And I was, and I thought they meant like those bullshit long. I call them drug three, dealer shorts. Three quarter, fucking yeah, pants that, that's or some shit. shit. You know, if you're a skater or a drug dealer, you probably have a couple of pairs. They're really fucking weird <laughs> shorts. I don't know who's wearing these fucking long shorts. Um, and I went, oh, okay, I don't really have any long shorts. And, they, and I showed them like the short. They went, no, 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 no. I need shorts to go all the way down to my shoes. 
I'm like, so you mean pants? Fucking mean pants, bro. (laughs) That's pants. And they're like, yeah. And they didn't say like, is that what they're called? They said, oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah, pants. So that was fine. That was a maybe a dumb person, but that wasn't an alien. But saying like, is that what that word means? I don't know. I don't know what the word. I've never heard of that fucking word before. I don't know what a trouser is. It's like you're a fucking alien, bro. You just somehow missed that word your whole life. You didn't know what the word jacket meant. That's just crazy. <laughs> just to me. retarded. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I think that's probably going to do it. We're kidding at an hour 30, which means with editing, it'll probably be back to the hour 10 we seem to be sitting at most sitting of the time. On, yeah. All cool right, beans. So, um, do you have any closing statements for people? Do you have any... Something I meant to do when we started this podcast that I never did is I meant to recommend something to everybody at the end oh, of the Oh, yeah, podcast. I remember that in the first episode. We are like, oh, yeah, let's do this. And like, we're just like, nah, fuck that. And then I got sucked in by recommending Demolition Man, the world's best movie to everybody, and it just kept happening. And I'm like, okay, but actually recommend <laughs> real things, not just the best movie in the world, Demolition Man. Um, so do you have any recommendations, Leah, leaving them with? Any music or movies you've seen that are worth um, telling people to view? Nothing, nothing that comes to mind in in that sort of like not movies or anything. I don't think. Okay. More so, okay. just just being the only thing I want people to take away like today is just looking at your friendships and putting a bit more effort into them and yeah, showing a bit more affection towards your friends and appreciating them a bit more during this time, especially. Yeah, definitely. Be kind. Be maybe a little more forgiving of people. There's a lot of mental illness that's getting either heightened or brought out for the first time because we're all fucking stuck in this weird clinical environment. Yeah, yeah I think definitely. that's important. Um, yeah, and I'll add to that, just be more aware of the world and yourself, I think. Um, something I'm trying to do, at least. Um, and something I think everybody should do. Be more educated, um, basically. Educate. Yeah, yeah. Edu- don't, be, don't be ignorant. Don't if be there's ignorant. something that um, you don't know about, then... Go out and educate yourself about it. Yeah, exactly. On a lighter note, I've been listening to the whole catalogue of Childish Gambino, um, who I've only ever heard, like, his main tracks. That's Donald Glover for anybody who's a a, a TV buff and not a a rap buff. He's the guy (laughs) in in Community, and he played Lando Calrissian in the movie Solo. Um, But he's also a great rapper. Um, I knew him as Childish Gambino before I knew him as Donald Glover. He's really good. So, I mean, I'm sure everybody who's a rap fan out there already knows that, but I only may have heard like four or five of his songs and never got around to it. Really fucking good. Really worth listening to. Um, Movie-wise, I recently watched um, He Won't Get Far on Foot, which is a biopic starring Joaquin Phoenix about John... I can't remember what his last name is, but he's a he's a pretty famous um, quadriplegic... Quad, quadriplegic? Oh, I can't say that word. Okay. Um, who uh, also was a pretty famous cartoonist and wrote and did the uh, cartoon show Quads, just a dark humor thing. Really good. Give that a check if you like Joaquin Phoenix. He really just disappears into a role. Um, it has Jonah Hill and Jack Black in it as well, amongst others. So worth watching. That's my suggestions. I just pulled those out of my rear end just then. <laughs> I haven't seen the last 10 minutes of that movie, though, because it fucking cut out last night. But I assume it's good right till the end, even if it's shot kind of weird. Um, and look after assume. each other, guys. Look after each other, you know? Um, when, you, when you're allowed to, give people a hug. You know? Be nice. Be kind. Yeah. I think that's it. Cool. So, 
until next time guys and thank you for being patient with us with our uploads it's been crazy and this is a little harder to organize this than meeting up in person as weird as that sounds um yeah it's 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 a bit difficult to to do it takes a bit more to set up and a bit more time to edit as well as you've oh, expressed um which is why we haven't like it's been a little while since the last one um which yeah we do apologize for but that's it's just how it's how life is at the moment it took me like three <laughs> not much solid we can do about that that last podcast it was a fucking nightmare and even then there was like a little bit of echo when i'm like i think I this time will be better like, because it's gonna be just one long chunk It'll yeah, just be, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. It'll should be, be a little bit I mean, more I, streamlined. Hopefully, I think I do have to do a little bit of editing just because there were some interruptions. Um, yeah, okay. but it it won't be as <laughs> difficult because it's just one string of recording, and you should be able to match it up and just cut it from there. Should be a bit easier. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Goodbye, and uh, we love you. Bye.